Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out, and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey, girl. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in our final week of talking about the topic of peace, and I have a special guest speaker that will be joining me for this episode as we wrap up the month. I'm very excited for you all to hear from her. Her name is Erin Elise Q, and she is passionate about helping women have a transforming relationship with Jesus. After experiencing her own transformation with God and seeing how God wrote her love story, which is super sweet, by the way, Erin's mission is to help other women live the fun and holy lives they were created to live while attracting their future husbands along the way. A couple things about her. She's an author and blogger at Fun and Holy. She has a blog and community for women to grow together as they become the women that God has created them to be. She also has led Bible studies and women's groups at her church, which she'll talk about some on the episode. And those are meant to help women discover their identity and purpose in Christ. A couple fun things about her when she's not reading, you can also find Erin on the beach or biking along the coast with her husband in San Diego. So super excited for you all to hear from her and everything she has to say. We are keeping it real with this episode. So without any further delay, Erin, welcome. Yes, thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on. Hello, everyone joining the podcast. And I'm just so excited to be here as we talk more about God's peace. And I can tell you, I did not have much peace in my life for the longest time because I chose to live a life my way instead of God's way for far too long, which we'll talk more about. But like Stephanie said, I'm so passionate about talking about how I found the love of Jesus and Since God wrote my love story, I also talk a lot about Christian dating and how to do godly dating, all the tips and questions that you may be afraid to ask. And I'm so excited to share my testimony of how God transformed my life, which we'll talk about um, in a book called One Transforming Love. And that just came out. So, so excited to be on today, Stephanie. Yes, it'll be so good. I'm very, very, very excited. Before we really get into the nitty gritty things, let's pray real quick. Jesus, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity for us to be able to just be able to discuss the relationship that we have in you, like who you are and what you've been in our lives. I pray that everything that we share is exactly what you want us to share. Nothing more, nothing less. I pray that others are blessed and encouraged by this conversation. I pray that you encourage us as well as we go through this. Lord, most importantly, let your name be glorified. Let your power be shown in our lives to others. We thank you so much for everything that you've already done and everything that you will continue to do. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as you know, Aaron, we've been talking about peace for this entire month. We've talked about what peace is, the importance of it in our lives. And last week we talked about 
the lack of peace or what happens in our lives? What does it look like when we're lacking peace? So I normally just start off with a quick um, question of how would you define peace in your own words? Yeah, it's such a good question. And we always talk about having God's peace or we pray for people to have peace. And when I think of God's peace, I really think of peace as being an unwavering trust in God. So when I think of peace, I automatically think of trust. And we see peace and trust linked together in the Bible. One of my favorite verses that always reminds me to look to God when I feel like my peace isn't there is Isaiah 26 verses three to four. It says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace for it is trusting in you. Trust in the Lord forever because in the Lord, the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. And so I know Stephanie, you talked about how peace is a fruit of the spirit and that Jesus is a source of our peace. But when we think of trusting God, I sometimes think peace is a choice that when we feel like our peace is being robbed, we have a choice to focus on God and who he is and what he is capable of over what is happening around us. Because the more we focus on the circumstances, the drama that can take us away from putting our trust in God. So yeah, when I think of peace, I think of an unwavering trust in God. That was so good. I love the different points that you brought up along with that verse. Um, Once again, the verse she just said was Isaiah 26, verse three and four. And I think it's so good that you linked peace and trust together because they do go hand in hand. When you trust God, there's a certain peace that comes with it. Because it's like, I trust him no matter what. And because of that, you have that peace that just kind of shows up because it's like, okay, yeah, the situation isn't the best. Yeah, the drama is there. Yeah, this is happening. This is, the sickness is here or whatever it is. But I trust God above the circumstance. I trust God above the situation. And because of that, I'm good. You know, like we're going to be okay. Like even in that verse, it says, um, verse three of chapter 26, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So it's almost like this cause and effect. Like when you trust God, peace comes. When your mind is stayed on God, that peace comes. And so I think that's a really, really good verse to be able to reference for this uh, episode. Yes. So good. God is so faithful to grant us that peace. And so we touched on it some last week as we talked about, like, um, in the episode, I talked about anxiety as being a, um, something that is that can show up in our lives when we don't have peace. We begin to worry. We begin to doubt. What does life look like for you? Or how have you um, felt in situations when you didn't have God's peace? I mentioned that I didn't have God in my life for the longest time. So um, I'll I wasn't saved. I didn't give my life to God until I was 29. And so I spent years as a teenager in college and in my 20s, just really not having peace of who I was or who I was created to be. And I I didn't know my purpose in this world. And so I know Stephanie talked about this in past episodes on peace, but I was turning to those pleasures and things of the world that I thought I would find peace, but only actually 
made me feel more nervous, shameful, guilt in my life. And the biggest things that I turned to before I turned to God was drinking and the casual hookup culture. And, you know, in the party scene today, you know, we can turn on any movie, any TV screen, we can go out to restaurants and see that like people appear to be having fun, you know, going out drinking and hooking up with people. But that was robbing my peace for so long. It actually, I had no self-esteem. I didn't know my self-worth. It confused me. So I, ha- I lost more than peace. I was losing pieces of myself by turning to those things before I turned to God. And one thing I experienced through that was a lot of shame and guilt. And I love how Stephanie, you addressed this as well. When there's disobedience in our life, whether that's sin that we're aware of, or it's something that we don't even know is not pleasing to God, that disobedience it creates a opportunity for the devil to come into our life. And, you know, when you engage in sin or let the devil in your life, he wants to do anything to destroy your peace. And so I lived in that lifestyle of, you know, if you look at dating, I was trying to have healthy relationships, but I had no healthy relationships. I did not have peace with dating for so long because I was doing it not in a godly way. And so anytime you're out of alignment or not turning to God his way, that was a big, a big decades of my life that I did not have peace uh, because I was out of alignment with God's will. I love that one, you just kept it real and just told us about things that you've been like the situation and culture that you had been in, because it's not, taboo it's not rare like it's like quote unquote the thing to do at least society would love to tell you that it is but just as you mentioned you said that it seemed like you were having fun it seemed like other people were having fun but you being in that lifestyle you knew that you were losing like you said you were losing more than peace you were losing pieces of yourself now shame and guilt are brought in and this is like there's like this downward spiral effect that happens and I think one of the things is, is that just society in general and the culture that's there as far as, oh, just do this, just do that. It's just sex. It's just this. It's just that there's so many like bodily consequences that are, that come from that. There's emotional consequences. There's so many things that are affected by the decisions that are made when being in that type of lifestyle. And honestly, a lot of it, whether people want to admit it or not, a lot of it comes from voids that they're trying to fill. There's a lot of times where people are like, I'm just going out because I want to just get my mind off of everything that just happened this week. I want, I'm having a bad situation here. So I'm going to go and just like get flat out, like blacked out drunk. So I don't have to remember anything, but that's a void. Like whether they realize it or not, that's a void that's needing to be filled because you're truly looking for peace. You're truly looking for relief from your situation or just be able to feel happiness again, feel joy, feel peace, feel love, feel all the things that may be missing because of X, Y, Z, whatever happened. And it truly can only be found in Jesus. And I feel like, I know that sounds so like 
the churchy Christian thing to say, but it's true. And I know Aaron can vouch for it and I can vouch for it myself that it's not going to be found anything else, not a bottle, not a man, not a sniff, a puff, a pass, nothing. It will be found in Jesus overall. That's right. Yeah. I love how you, you address those things and how you said it's a downward spiral and you know, for anyone listening to this, I just, I want to, I want you to ask yourself, you know, if you have some drama or trials in your life and the Bible says we're not immune to trials, even when we're walking in God's ways. But if you have some drama in your life right now, or you have a lack of peace, I want you to ask yourself, did your decision to do something you knew wasn't right for you or God's ways, did it actually cause it in your life? And I know that's a very hard question to answer, honestly, but I spent the most of my twenties, I, I prayed to God. That was the thing I believed in God. So I would still pray every now and then I would, I would pray to him, God, why am I still single? Like, why do I keep meeting these guys that only want to hook up with me and they don't treat me right. And I, I didn't understand why. I kept repeating the same cycles with dating and the hookup culture, but really it came back to, I wasn't doing it God's way. And so I had to understand that my choices, that I was actually the problem and that I had a choice to either continue down that path or to give it to God and to do it his way. Yeah. I feel like it's hard for you to, actually admit like oh man I'm the problem you know like yeah <laughs> it's so easy to blame it on everyone else and be like well it's because they did this and they did that but sometimes it's nobody but us and that's a hard thing to really just wrap your mind around and come to grips with but that's when true change really comes and I just want to say that like anything that Aaron and I are sharing during this episode it's not like from a place of like beating you upside the head or like shame on you, but it's of more of I've been there. And so I want to bring light to situations. We've been in your shoes and we want to spread truth because that's when you can walk in freedom. Says this Bible says truth will make you free. And so when you're when you're brought into the light and the knowledge of certain situations and things that you need to address in your own life, that is when you can really truly walk and freedom. And Aaron, you, t- you hit that question like perfectly. Cause sometimes you really just got to look at yourself and be like, how did I end up in these situations? Is it something that I've done? Is it something that I know I shouldn't have done? And I did anyway, this is not to like, uh, bring extra guilt or shame, but it's self-analysis, which is just as important as reading your Bible and praying and coming to Jesus. Sometimes you really just got to stop and say, what have I been doing? What should I be doing? And what can I do moving forward? Yeah. And I, God really, he kind of knocked me over the head and showed me that I had to change. Um, I almost lost my job because of my drinking behavior. I, I had another, so many broken hearts and just drama with dating. So God really used a few key things in, in my life to really wake me up and to show me like, Hey, you, if you keep down this road, you're going to destroy your life. You're not going to have any peace. And so 
it was one of those moments where like I had to hit rock bottom for God to really show me, hey, like you don't need to do life this way. Like this isn't who I created you to be. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like a lot of us have to get to that point. <laughs> um, rock bottom, it's never a good feeling, but that's often the time that we finally decide to surrender. And so God is a pursuing God and he's going to do what it takes. He's going to allow certain situations to happen in order for you to come to a place where you realize like, I need Jesus. I cannot do this without him. Whatever I've tried before, it's not working out. Like I need him. Um, that was definitely my story. And um, I shared on my last week on last week's episode about being disobedient and talking with a guy that I shouldn't have. And what I thought was just so not a big deal, basically. I was like, I mean, it's fine. And it led to so much, so much confusion and chaos. And it just like wreaked havoc in my life. And that was one of those moments where I basically had to ask a question that you challenged us to ask ourselves earlier was, is this, is this situation that I'm in, is it because of past decisions that I've made? Is this something that I have basically opened the door to and now I'm like regretting all of it? And <laughs> that was definitely me. But that was, it was such a hard yet beautiful moment. It was painful to be able to, to finally look in the mirror and was like, man, like this is who I am. This is who I've become all because of me wanting to choose what I thought was the best way versus God's way. And in that same breath though, God was so gracious, so loving. He didn't come like beating me upside the head. Like, yeah, you sure did mess up. He was so gracious in showing me my sin, showing me myself, but then showing me his love and his mercy for me. And I was like, wow, like there is hope. There is redemption that can come from this. And so for anyone that's listening, know that if you're answering yes to the question that Aaron asked about, like, are these situations the way that they are because of my disobedience, because of the choices that I've made, there's hope. It doesn't stop with just analyzing yourself and saying, yeah, I really did mess up. There's so much hope beyond that in knowing that there's a God who sees you, there's a God who can save you, and there's a God who can redeem and restore you. Yes. Amen. I love that. Yeah. So as we're talking about um, things that you were, you just mentioned, some things that kind of got you to rock bottom. So once you got there, what was your journey from there in order to be in a place where you can say like, wow, I experienced God's peace. What was, after you hit rock bottom, what happened next for you? The journey of repenting and really turning, giving up those areas of my life, it wasn't easy, but God really showed me I, I didn't have a choice. And so this, it, it, there, this was a season I had just moved to San Diego. Um, I had moved to really find my purpose in myself, but I, I started pursuing God more, going to church more. And I got serious. I was doing a Bible study where I really understood what it meant to have a relationship with God. And I know Stephanie is so passionate about Bible studies. So, so important to do them, to learn about who God is. But God finally gave me the strength and showed me that I needed to remove myself from the drinking culture, the hookup culture. And so at this point in San Diego, my only friend was a guy that I had been in a 
toxic relationship with. He was the guy that I kept stumbling into sexual sin. Um, he was my only friend. And so basically I went through a season where I cut him out of my life. I stopped going out to bars. I stopped drinking. So I really had no friends in San Diego at that time. And I only had two Christian women in my life. It was my mom and a Christian friend who lived all the way across the country. So in a period where I felt all alone, I have never experienced God's peace more because God taught me how to rely on him in that season. And when like, you know, it's God's peace when you're in a situation where like, you feel joy and peace where like, it is so unexpected. And I love Stephanie talked about that in a past episode, how she had peace, even when like her car was broken into. That's how I felt. Like I remember Friday night, I was actually excited. I had joy. I was staying in. I would, it was like my date nights with God because I really didn't have friends. I didn't know what else I should be doing because I just got out of the bar scene. But I had such peace even after letting go of those things in my life because I knew I was exactly where I needed to be and that God had a plan for my life. And so even though it seemed like I should have been lonely staying in on my couch on a Friday night in like an amazing city, I had God and I just had his peace knowing that he had a future and that he would bring the right people into my life. So that was a huge season where God's peace and love just like poured down on me. I love all of that so much. A lot of it is things that I've either been through or I've talked about or shared on the podcast. Um, So I was never in the drinking scene, but I feel like everyone has their own, what I like to call wilderness season. And it's like this time where you're just like, it's just me and you, God, like, <laughs> it's just us hanging out. And uh, one thing that I that I learned to do in my wilderness season, and you mentioned it too, was the date nights. I would always call them like Jesus nights or date nights with Jesus. And it can seem weird to the world or whatever, but it's really a time of like, just intimacy with Christ and learning more about who he is and about who I am and what the Bible says and all these things happening. And I love that you said that you were quote unquote alone because you didn't have the same friends and you weren't in the same scene, but you had, you felt God's peace. And that's the beauty of a relationship with Christ is that like, no matter what's going on, no matter the situation, no matter if you have 10 friends or one friend, if you have 20 friends or no friends that God is there and he's so faithful to make himself so evident in your life to where you will know beyond any doubt that this is a Lord that's with you. And because of that, you do learn to trust him more. Going all the way back to that verse that you mentioned at the beginning, Isaiah 26, three and four. And we talked about how trust and peace go along with each other. And I feel like the more you you spend time with God, the more you trust him. Because of that, the more peace you have. And then it's just like this cycle of trusting and peace and trusting and peace and intimacy with Christ. And I just, I love that you just, kept it real with your story of just like what that looked like for you on your journey. Um, Because I feel like people were listening and they're like, Oh, that's cool that like she got out of this lifestyle, but like how, (laughs) you know, cause it's not 
as easy yeah. as some may say, you know? Yeah. And I love how you said that. Like, I feel like we all have a wilderness season and I've heard lots of pastors preach that sometimes God will draw us into a wilderness season or a season of isolation on purpose to, to draw us closer to him because we have to learn to rely on God and nothing else, no one else in this world as our rock. And like you said, it, it all builds like the more rooted we are in Christ, the more trust we have, the more peace we have. And it's just setting the foundation. And so I am, even though that season was so hard and I still prayed for Christian friends, I, I fell in love with God during that season. And it was just so beautiful because it was just me and God. And it was, it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And those seasons are so valuable because since you've had that time with him, since you've had that intimacy with him, whether friends come or friends go, like, you're good, you know, like, yeah, there's times when it like, it does, it does affect you to, you know, not have anyone. That's just human. We want, you know, we want companionship, but there's just such a trust in God that comes from those situations of like, you know what, like, regardless of what's going on, I still trust God because I've been with him. Like we've been rocking this thing out for a while now. Like, you know, so when good times come, awesome. I still have God. When bad times come, okay, I still have God. On the just random days in between when it's kind of just like mediocre or, you know, just kind of doing the random stuff, I still have God. And so it's a beautiful time to be able to be in that space. And then um, one other thing I wanted to touch on was the fact of how you talked about cutting people off after you decided to leave that lifestyle. I think that's super important because a lot of us want the peace. We want this. We want these blessings from God, but God is calling us to leave those things that were behind us. Like forget the things that are behind you, like pressing towards the mark. We're moving forward. We, um, second Corinthians five seventeen it says, um, the old things are passed away. Behold, the new has come. And so we love quoting those verses, but a lot of times we don't want to live those verses out because it's like, wait, I got to let such and such go. I got to stop hanging out with this. But as I prayed in some of the past podcast episodes about peace, I was like, Lord, I want them to get to a place where they just cut off or um, remove anything that is hindering them from having a relationship with you and having that peace. Because if you keep hanging out with the same people, you will eventually go back to the same things that God has delivered you from. If you keep hanging around the same circle and the same mindsets, you will go back to that mindset and not be renewed and transformed as God is wanting us to be. So I love that you just were like, hey, I had to cut it off, you know? <laughs> it, yeah, but I I disobeyed God for months. Um, mm. It's not easy. It was not a one-time decision. Okay, God, I'll do it. And like looking back, you know, I still stumbled with this certain guy for months, way longer than I should have, but God kept making it clear, you have to cut him out of your life. And, you know, it does kind of seem harsh at first, but if anyone listening to this 
is in a unhealthy relationship or ungodly relationship, or maybe you have a friend that it's not a, it's, it's not a healthy friendship, really pray and ask God, am I supposed to cut this person out of my life? Like, you know, am I still supposed to be there as an encourager? But I was naive. I, I was like, well, God, he doesn't, he doesn't know you. Like, maybe I can pray. And like, what if he wants to go to church eventually? Yep. (laughs) And I think it's so easy to justify, and especially with dating. We can be like, oh, but he can see how awesome you are through my life. And God, he may tell you to still stay in someone's life, but he kept telling me, speaking to me, especially through scripture, where you just know I was so convicted. And the verse that really spoke to me was from Hebrews 12 verse one to throw off Mm -hmm. any sin that entangles you or anything that hinders you. And so I knew that letting that one guy go and other friends, it was, it was what God wanted me to do. Yeah. I love that you kept, you let us know that it wasn't just like a one-time thing because um, some people think like, well, I tried to cut somebody off and you know, but I'm, it's, it's hard. I, I get it. I've been there. I was in a toxic, emotionally abusive relationship years ago. And that's actually what led me to Christ. And um, it was so hard. I tried to leave several times and I, my brain was just like so manipulated, so brainwashed. And I was just so just outside of my element. So outside of my normal that I couldn't, even if I wanted to, I could not leave. And so that's when I finally was like, God, if you still, if you still like have any use for me, like I need to get out of this, please help me. And he did. And so he's faithful to help you in that as you're trying to leave too. Um, because it is hard. It's not the easiest thing to do, but it's always worth it as you're, as you're going through this, because we, we have to choose what's most valuable to us. Are we really choosing to live for Christ or are we still, wanting to kind of dibble dabble in between because that's technically lukewarm. And the Bible says that the Lord will spit out the lukewarm. And I, I don't know about you, but <laughs> don't want to be in that category. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Lukewarm. That's a good, a good term. Um, and as you were talking, I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to address something else that robs us of peace. Um, is unforgiveness or the spirit of offense. And you know, Stephanie, we've been talking about our experience with ungodly relationships that weren't healthy, that, you know, it hurt us, but it's, and it's so hard to forgive those that have hurt us, whether it's a guy that broke our heart or a friend that betrayed us. But the Bible is so clear that we are to forgive others, just like Jesus forgave us. And so even though I was hurt from that dating relationship, even though I cut him out of my life, I still knew I had to forgive him because if I was holding on to unforgiveness, that was actually robbing my peace. And, you know, any offense, any unforgiveness, like if you don't deal with it with God, it just like festers and builds. And so if you find yourself like, irritated or not able to like look at someone or even think of them without getting angry there may be some unforgiveness there that 
God wants you to take to him. So I just think, I know it's hard, especially in relationships when someone has hurt you, but any unforgiveness, it could also be a reason that is robbing peace. That is such a good point. And it's something that's not addressed very often. You know, so many people will just say like, yeah, I've left the situation. I've, you know, moved on, but moving on is not the same as forgiving. Like let's, let's, let's keep that clear. Moving on is not the same as forgiving. You can move on from a situation and still have that bitterness in your heart. And um, I believe the scripture is in Hebrews. It talks about the root of bitterness and it, it grows in your heart. As you know, roots will, you know, start small and they'll eventually spread out. And the more something is rooted, the harder it is for it to come out. Think of it like you can pull a weed and it comes out pretty quick, but you can't just yank a tree out the ground with your hands because there are strong roots that have been embedded there. And so forgiveness creates these these roots of bitterness that will fester and linger in your heart. And that will absolutely take your peace. And, And that unforgiveness, you're allowing the peace to be robbed from you. Um, so the situation that I shared last week about the guy that I, um, talked to in college that I shouldn't have and the friendship that got destroyed because of that, there was so much animosity towards her, so much bitterness. And, you know, we had quote unquote talked it out, but talking it out was not the same as forgiving. And I realized I had not forgiven her as I should have. There was so much bitterness deep in my heart. Like I would walk into a room and my whole mood would change my like my blood pressure went up my heart started racing I was trying to avoid her at all costs or I was just like thinking really unholy thoughts about her just keeping it real and because of that I it was so hard for me to be around her and then even once I left her presence I still was just so flustered by the situation and that's when the Lord was showing me to myself and my sin, well, that was one of the things that he addressed was my unforgiveness. There was so much peace that was lacking in my life because I had allowed my unforgiveness to root that bitterness in my heart. And it, I mean, that bitterness was like chilling. Like it wasn't like an overnight guest. Like it was, it should have been paying rent. Like <laughs> it was, it was there for the long haul. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I need to really, really forgive her. So that's such, such a good point. Yeah. And thank you for sharing. I know it's not easy to talk about offense or unforgiveness, but you know, like everything God says that freedom is possible. And if you're listening and you're like, I'm so mad at this person, I don't know how I could forgive them. Just be honest, start there. God already knows how you feel. So just tell him that and say, God, help me forgive this person. I surrender this to you. God, I need you to help me show me how to forgive this person. And God will slowly show you how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes for the harder issues as well. I know I mentioned about a guy and that can be hard for some people. Some people may be dealing with past molestation, abuse, betrayal, infidelity. There's so many things that can cause you to um, be offended by someone or be hurt or um, have these ill thoughts towards someone. And so absolutely, like Aaron said, just address it. That's the first step is addressing it and really just being real with the Lord. I think sometimes we think that because we're talking to God that we have to 
maybe leave out the the bad thoughts like we can't talk to him about that or if we're not for if we're like really struggling with forgiving someone we think that we can't talk to him about it but for one god already knows but two like he wants you to be so honest be so real with him and as you're spending time with him he'll show you that it's okay to be able to talk about those things with him and he's the best person to talk about it with because he will help you through them better than anyone else can so i absolutely wholeheartedly agree for sure yes amen Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, you have a book titled One Transforming Love, which you talked about at the beginning of this episode. It's a new release. So can you talk to us a little bit about it? What's in the book? What can we be expecting as we purchase the book as we should? (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, So yeah, my, I shared, you know, a little bit about my testimony of how I struggled in sexual sin. And I was a social binge drinker, you know, for most of my twenties. And so God, he called me to share my testimony through a book and one transforming love. It's actually written as a, a fiction novel. So if you love fiction, it's like the perfect beach read, but I really wanted to show what it's like to go all in for God and really how hard it actually is to live set apart and live for God in this crazy, you know, promiscuous world. And I, I actually almost didn't choose to follow Jesus because I didn't want to stop having sex. And I know for women, it's so hard to talk about sexual sin you know, whether that's sex before marriage, porn or masturbation. And like, so it it was really hard to stop. And my hope is that, you know, through my story, you know, through a fiction story, you'll be able to relate and see like, it is actually possible to do things God ways, but it takes, you know, it takes full surrendrance and really, throwing off those people and things that are holding you back, like Stephanie talked about, but I gave my life to Christ. It was about three and a half years ago and got seeing how God has completely transformed my life. Like I am a new woman. I, he gave me a whole new life after I, you know, surrendered those things to God. Um, I'm now married to a man of God and we were able to wait until our wedding night to have sex. And so I talk about that a lot because it is possible to do things God's way. And he does bless you when you do walk in his ways and go all in for him. And so, yes, that's a little bit about what one transforming love is about. And it just really tells my journey of how, I walked through that and how God gave me the strength and grace to, to overcome. Well, I'm very excited for everyone to be able to snack this book. I know it'll be a good read. Just like you said, it's like a a beach read, or if you're not by a beach, it can be a a mountain read (laughs) or whatever you have around you. But uh, whatever it is, I 
would love for you all to purchase this book to be able to hear about what God has done in Aaron's life, what God can do in yours, and to bring you a hope and encouragement along the way. Um, and real quick, one thing that you mentioned, Aaron, is about like doing things God's way. And I just want to encourage those that you may have heard other people say that you may have heard Aaron say it today. And a lot of times we hear do it God's way. And sometimes we can want to kind of roll our eyes at it and just like, uh, like it doesn't make sense or it's not the quote unquote fun way, but God's way one is always the best way. His ways are higher, but also it's always for our good, whether we realize it or not. Um, God's design on dating, on sex, on marriage, on all the things. There's always a reason and a purpose for why he has it set up that way. And it's not to torture you. It's not to punish you. It's not to make you just be the outcast just because, or be the outcast or be the different one just because, but it's because he knows why he's designed the things that he has the way he did. He knows the purpose. He knows the reason behind it. And he knows that it's for your good as well as for his glory. And so it's always, always worth it to do things God's way. And I think this book will be a good reminder of that. Yes, it's so important to understand why it's worth it to obey what God says in the Bible. Um, And yeah, God really showed me like, hey, if you don't, start doing life my way you're you know you're going to destroy your life and so my hope is that if you're if you're even a teenager or in your young 20s listening to this that you'll learn from my experience and you don't have to go down that route um of all the pain and destruction that I faced um so yes it is worth it and yeah that was my story I love it so much Love it, love it, love it. So as we're wrapping things up, and um, well, for those that are interested in the book, we'll share some links um, that you'll be able to go to to be able to purchase the book, as well as the links will be posted on our Facebook page and in the show notes on the podcast. So you can be able to access them that way. Um, As we're wrapping things up, any last minute words, Erin, that you would like to share with the listeners? Yeah, so I have two things just to share. Um, I always think, you know, what would I tell myself if I was, you know, 21 again? And Stephanie, we we did talk a lot about our experience dating and, you know, the sexual temptation in this world. And, you know, just for all you ladies that are just still learning about God or on the fence of really obeying God. Um, with dating, you know, I always say, just keep your pants on and just know your worth. And you (laughs) don't have to live in this crazy hookup culture. And there are guys out there that are also waiting. So have hope, have faith, you can, you know, message me or Stephanie, we will encourage you. So it is so worth it. Just keep your pants on. And like, (laughs) it, it just, it'll go so far for you and God will bring you a man that will respect you and love you. And two, um, you know, going back to what peace really is. And we talked a lot about trusting God. And if I could encourage you to do anything to have more peace or get closer to God, just start spending time in God's word. It is 
it is like the most, the biggest thing you can do for your relationship with God and your spiritual growth, because the more you read the Bible, God's word, the more you learn who God is, the more you learn who you, you are as a daughter of God. And like God speaks to you when you read the Bible. And so that's what really, I started to read God, you know, the Bible more. And that's when really God started speaking to me and showing me how to live for him. But again, the more you read the word, like your trust and faith in God will continue to grow. And that's where you have the foundation to have peace and trust God when you face trials. And so never underestimate the the daily time, you know, pick 15 minutes a day. If you're neutering the word, Stephanie and I both do Bible studies, like find a Bible that you like, but you can never time in God's word is never wasted. And it just sets you up with a foundation with God. I love both of those things. Yes, please keep your pants on. Keep them (laughs) on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it really is. And it's not, once again, we're not shaming you, but it's like, hey, girl, if you're struggling, if you're having a temple situation, as we all have been in, just remember Aaron's voice in the back of your head. Girl, keep your pants on. Keep your pants on. Do what you got to do. That will save you so much heartache. So it's, I promise, no matter what excuse that you come up with, it's not worth it. It's not, it's not, it's not worth it. That goes with sex with someone else, masturbation, whatever. Keep the pants on. Keep the pants on. Grab your Bible. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like the Bible is a sword of the spirit. That's how you're going to fight these battles. That's how you're going to win these battles is with the word of God. That word of God roots you. It, it, as we talked about the roots of bitterness, there can be roots of faith, roots of, of trust in God that can be growing as you spend time with God. So yes, get in the word. Erin, can you talk about the Bible studies that you lead? And then I'll talk about the ones that I have. At funandholy.com, my blogging community is called Fun and Holy. You know, I offer free Bible studies. Right now we're doing a woman's summer Bible study. And, you know, you get like scriptures to read each week and then we discuss virtually over Zoom. So I love hearing how God is speak to everybody. You know, God speaks to us all differently. And so if you're looking for a community, you're looking to get more intentional in the word, um, we still have a few more weeks left. And so you can still join at funandholy.com. Love it so much. And I know some people prefer like Zoom Bible studies. It's a little bit more personal. So if that's something that you've been looking for, absolutely go check that out. Um, if you've been tuning into Christian Girls Pop for a while, or maybe if you just didn't know that this is something we do, I do host monthly Bible studies live on Facebook and Instagram. And so stay tuned out for stay tuned and be looking out for the next Bible study that will be happening. It's normally the last Saturday or the second to last Saturday of each month. And so we join with girls from all over the world and we just be able to talk about the word, study the word. Bible studies encourage me. I know it encourages the listeners and the viewers as well, just to know that there's other sisters in Christ that are wanting to get in the word as well. And it there's something so powerful and refreshing about reading the word of God. The word of God is alive. And so it, it brings life to you as well. So I love both of those. Thanks for sharing those last minute tips for the listeners. 
Um, for those that are interested in all the things that Erin has mentioned, I have some links here for you. So first, um, as she mentioned, funandholy.com, that is the website where you can learn more about her blog and community. I think fun and holy is the cutest name. I love it so much. And um, if you go to funandholy.com slash one transforming love, you can find more information about her book that you are able to purchase. And if you'd like to follow her on Instagram, her Instagram is Erin Elise Q. And I'm going to spell that out. It's E-R-I-N-E-L-I-S-E-K-I-U. And once again, all this information will be posted on social media, as well as in the show notes of the podcast. And last but not least, if you want to email her about any questions that you had, she mentioned that you can reach out if you have any questions regarding dating, sex, drinking, whatever it is, you can email her at Erin Elise Q. Remember, it's K-I-U at funandholy.com. So there's a couple links for you all. Very excited for y'all to be able to get the book. If you get the book, I would love for you all to take a picture, tag her in it. You can tag Christian Goals Pop in it as well. So we can continue to share that book with others so that they can have the encouragement that you found in this book as well. Erin, thanks so, so much for being a part of this episode. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much, Stephanie. And all you ladies listening, I can't wait to hear all the God stories of how God is moving in your life. Yeah, so make sure you post about it so that we can hear about what's going on through the book, through spending time in the word of God, all the things. We would love to hear about it. So thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you haven't already, you can follow Christian Goals Pop on Facebook and Instagram. Just search at Christian Goals Pop. You can also find us on Twitter at underscore CGPOP. And if you'd like to donate to this ministry, you can donate via PayPal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com. Last but not least, our website is now live and available for you to go check out. And it's christiangoldspop.com. So all of these links will be posted in the show notes. We throw out a whole bunch of links and throw a whole bunch of usernames. Everything will be listed. I hope that you check it out and become a part of both of our communities. Thank you so much for joining. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget that.